yeah all right as you can hear we have a new background music which means it's a new season and uh, apologies 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 I forgot to mention that our last episode was the end of a season was the end of the season and of course it's not going to be the fault of your favorite co-host by some Pomar. of course it's Osborne let's just give it let's just leave it to him he's not in today uh, anyway uh, let's start the new season season two where we will focus more on the faith and you know behind a man on the foundation of a man and to kick start straight away we will start uh, our new series of talks and uh, which is called faith talks yes yes i know we need more creativity in this podcast don't worry it's coming it's coming <laughs> and in our first episode we have uh, none other than andy Opoku Bernardina, he's a young Dutch, he's a young Dutch player. He's already played in three different European countries. He's only 25 and he started his football career at a very young age. And uh, he literally go through the journey of him becoming a footballer and how Faith uh, kept, kept him through, through all his uh, experiences. And uh, it's interesting to know how he was able even to, yeah, to not... I would say the fair way too much from the faith um, uh, as he left as a t- as he left his the comfort and security of his home at a teen yeah during his teenage years and, you know we all know we all know you know footballers in it wink wink <laughs> anyway stay tuned and uh, see you at the end thanks Jose, for joining us on Men of Stockton podcast today. Uh, we'll be talking about faith talks, as I as I told you earlier on. Um, uh, yeah, before we keep going, just if you can introduce yourself to our audience. Of course, I know who you are, but our audience don't know much about you. So tell us a bit about yourself. You know, career, education, background, relationship status. Yeah, anything else that you want us to know? Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, first of all, thank you for uh, having me on the Men of Substance podcast. Uh, I really feel humbled and honored. So a big thank you to you and your team. God bless. Yeah, so a bit about myself. Um, I'm Andy Opoku Bernardina, uh, 25 years old, uh, Dutch-born Ghanaian, uh, based in Belgium uh, for my profession as a football player. Um, yeah, I basically started my career at the age of seven. Basically, played started playing football at the age of seven wow. uh, until until now, actually twenty five. Um, I started at the local team, just close to where I live. Uh, so after two years, um, I got the opportunity to play uh, for PSV Eindhoven. Uh, that's that's uh, like one of the biggest clubs in in Holland. By the grace of God, I was unable to play for them for like, uh, let's say, eight seasons. Uh, after the eight seasons, went to another club in Holland, uh, Twente Enschede. That's a bit further from here. That's like two hours, two and a half hours drive. Uh, spent, there, spent two seasons in Twente in Enschede. After Twente, came back to where I live. Uh, I live in Boxer, by the way. That's that's 15 minutes from from Eindhoven. It's a small town uh, close from Eindhoven. Um, so then I got to play for Ekasei Uh So that's where I basically started my 
professional career because uh, the other teams were actually the academy. Uh, but the Ekase Wildlife one was basically the first team. The first team. So that's where I started my career at the age of 18, 19. Uh, spent there a season. Mm-hmm. So after one season, I left Ekase Wildlife and then I pursued my career abroad in uh, Slovakia. In Slovakia, yeah. Um, in Slovakia, I played in Slovakia for two seasons, or so let's say two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I joined the second team division. Uh, by the grace of God, I was unable to play some games and uh, it went quite well. Uh, so I got promoted then and uh, uh, I got to play for like the, 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 the highest division in, in Slovakia. And uh, wow. from there, uh, I played for like one year in that highest division or one and a half. Yeah, one and a half. And then after after that, I went to Czech, to the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so after the Czech Republic, uh, spent the year, things went well. I signed my contract. Uh, things went well by the grace of God. But then unfortunately, uh, I got down with an injury. Uh, I got injured for like a year, as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I got injured for like a year, and then uh, had to come back, come back home. And that was actually just before the the COVID came. That was in like say February, March. That's where I came back. So I was actually a bit lucky that I could come back home because otherwise I would be in lockdown in Czech. <laughs> you know Ooh. that. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I came back home, uh, went to the physio, physical therapist uh, to, you know, to do my rehab and stuff. Uh, I got better, got better. And then, uh, you know, things were getting tough because due to the coronavirus, clubs uh, didn't get money and, uh, you know, clubs uh, didn't know what to do with, with uh, a lot of the players because there was a lot of players that they were paying money, but they were not, you know, they were not playing games, not training and stuff. So uh, we we came to a conclusion to terminate the contract. Uh, so then I terminated the contract, and then uh, uh, I had an opportunity to come and play in Belgium. So right now I'm playing in Belgium. Uh, it's basically good uh, because it's closer to home, closer to the family, close to the friends, close to the church. So um, yeah, I'm actually happy that I'm I'm closer and. Uh, yeah, that's 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 my story actually, my career. Okay. Okay, so hearing from what you said, you start playing football at the age of seven. So yeah. And from that early on, did you already know that you want to become a footballer? Actually no, no, no. The funny thing is, um one of my friends were, were playing were playing football outside and then there was one day I remember telling my mom that mom, I wanna play football as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she said, okay, fine. And so she said, ask your friends to take you to their club. Mm-hmm. So then my friends took me to their club. And that's when I started to play football. But before that, I never thought, like, I want to become a professional footballer. I want to play football. It was not even in my mind. I was just like, I like to play around, you know, like kids mm-hmm. do. But it was actually never my dream at that time uh, to become a footballer. Okay, so yeah, hearing also your background, it seems that you spend lots of time like traveling either all yeah. over the Netherlands. So, 
So you are not always close to your family. No, 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 no. It was basically at the age of, let's say, 16, where I left, where I left home, 16, 17, where I left home. Uh, as I said, I, I used to spend a few years uh, away from my family in, 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 in Twente and Enschede. That was quite far from home. So I couldn't, you know, because the trainings were every day. And, and uh, at that time, I was also schooling in, in, in Enschede. So I couldn't go up and down, you know, from, from where I lived to uh, Enschede. So I used to live there. And then there was after that season or after those te- that two seasons, I came back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came back home just for a year and then went abroad again. So, yeah, I was, you know, wow. From so, wow. So, one question. So, how did you, because even hearing you speak now, I always hear you say, oh, by the grace of God, I was able to, I don't know, go to this team or be able to play at this kind of level. Mm-hmm. But as you ask, ask, like, from your teenage years, you were kind of away from your family. How did you get your faith or kept your faith going? That's a that's a good question. Um, yeah. yeah, it's actually you know I was always interested in the faith, even when Isn't I was it? young. So yeah, honestly, honestly, honestly. Okay. I remember, bro. I remember even when I was like five, uh, we went to church. Mm-hmm. And I saw that I don't know if it was elders or pastors or whatever, but I saw like you know men standing in front and praying and you know uh, laying hands on people and stuff. And I was like, oh, I like this. So it's actually, <laughs> honestly, I was I was like five or six. I was like, yeah, I like this. I like this, man. I remember, I remember. So I I said I like this. So I wasn't actually thinking of football or anything else. Wow. I was like, yeah, I like this, man. I like I like what they're doing. Yeah, can you wow. imagine? So so yeah, I was wow. actually always you know interested. I'm not saying you know I'm not saying I'm holy or stuff or whatever. But mm-hmm. that's, no, but I, I like yeah. Wow. So even like when you were a teenager, like you're always like you always have like the faith at the back of your mind. Yeah, 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 hundred wow. percent. Yeah. We are blessed, man. <laughs> I don't know how we you are, bro. We all are blessed, bro. Even you are blessed, bro. <laughs> we all so are. what can you tell like? So who are you today by the grace of God? Who am I today by the grace of God? Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a footballer by the grace of God. I would rather say I'm blessed by the grace of God. I'm blessed by the grace of God because football does not define me. Uh it is the grace of God that defines me. So uh, you know, the places that I've been to. Uh, the people that I've met, uh, what I've been doing in my life is all by the grace and by the favor of God. So, um, yeah, I, I, I consider myself blessed by the grace of God. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, ah, this is even harder because it, it seems that you've been always, so you grew up in the church. Yeah. You've been always having your faith. So, um, yeah. uh, is there any time, I don't know, your, yeah, you, in your years when you were growing up like that maybe for years or months kind of you lost your faith i lost my faith yeah um or kind of have like some some major doubts yeah the thing is yeah sure 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 there's 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 been times that i was like asking myself questions which i think is normal Especially mm-hmm. when you're still growing, when you're still in that process, yeah. 
but I wouldn't say like lost my faith, but yeah, definitely I've been asking myself questions and uh, definitely I remember uh, when I went to my second team in Holland, that twin, that Enschede, that team. Yeah. Um, I used to have a lot of Muslims in my team. Mm-hmm. You know, they were asking me a lot of questions and at that time I wasn't really, you know, uh, reading the word as I'm reading it nowadays. So mm-hmm. I didn't have too much understanding of the word. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that my understanding is, you know, A-level right now at this moment, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I have more understanding than I had back then. And they were asking me a lot of questions and I was also, you know, asking myself the questions that they asked me. So mm-hmm. that was giving me some doubts. But it also helped me because the question that they asked, I was, you know, looking it up and I was reading and it gave me, you know, the incentive to read the word and to dig more deep into the word of God. So uh, I wouldn't say I lost my faith, but I would say, yeah, I asked myself a lot of questions. Sure. Okay. Okay. So, so then how would you describe God? Like through your time that you spent with him, like who, who is he to you personally? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like what you said personally because I think it's a personal thing also. Uh, because you know, a lot of people, for example, someone who has been ill or sick for a long time may, may say, God is for me, God is Jehovah Rapha, he's God is my healer because mm-hmm. you know that person has been healed by God, so that person's relationship with God is he's my healer. Someone might say, uh, uh, Jehovah Shama, he's, wherever I am, he's present. Though he's present with all of us, but mm-hmm. that person feels that presence of God. I would say to me, God is the faithful one. God is faithful and uh, he, he provides any time. So uh, whatever that I ask of him, uh, even though sometimes it's not what I want, but he definitely mm-hmm. gives what we need. So um, yeah, God has been faithful throughout my journey uh he's he's been with me and yes he's always provided so yeah to me god is uh, someone that's really faithful to me personally yeah so you say god is faithful so is there like any um uh, specific uh i don't know um episode in your story like yeah in your life story that made you realize that god is faithful yeah yeah okay um like, as you've heard my story, I've moved from place to place. Mm-hmm. I've moved from place to place. And, uh, you know, that wasn't easy as well for me to move from place to place, especially at such a, such a young age, you know, to uh, leave your family and to go from this place to that place, from this place to that place, meet different people, different cultures. Uh, but every time like for example i wanted to say at a specific place so the first place that i was psv Eindhoven, i thought of myself that i would stay at that place till i grow old like 2025 yeah. that's why i thought because you know you're young you just have you know you haven't seen a lot in, in in this world that we're living in so uh but unfortunately i had to leave that club and move on to another place and i didn't think of myself ending up or, or going to a different place, but then yet still God provided it unto me. So I thought that I would stay at the specific place and move there to a certain level. But God okay. brought me to a place and to that 
other place, God was faithful. God was God did the same thing that what he did for me before. And then when I went to another place, God provided again. When I went to another place, God provided again. So he was basically, you know, always being with me. He was always faithful to uh, the promises that he made. Okay. Okay, so you, God like was uh, was showing favor wherever you, wherever you go. Yeah. yeah wherever you went. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, let me be a bit controversial. So would you say that it was just your prayers and your relationship with God and uh, nothing to do with your, with you putting the work in? Okay. So, so yo, could you rephrase the question again? Because <laughs> yeah. This was a tricky one. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, because you know, people say, "Oh, you know, uh, pray and have faith, and you know, the things will yeah. be done for you." So, yeah. as you say that, oh, God moved you from this place to another place, and He was always faithful to you, and uh, yeah. you know, He always kind of made sure that you were uh, you were taking care of it, like on, yeah. on that team. And now yeah. I'm saying, would you say that it was only like God's favor and you pray, and and it's not also because of you? putting in the work they're supposed to do at the place oh no definitely definitely first of all is is god for sure it's god for okay. sure you know if, because he knows the plans that he has for us hope and the future plans for us to prosper mm-hmm. not to harm us what the bible says but mm-hmm. you also need to put on put in the work that's for sure okay. uh because god dislikes people who are lazy and when you read the bible the bible also makes us to understand that laziness is laziness leads to poverty. Mm-hmm. Laziness leads to poverty. And in other words, laziness can it leads to poverty and it leads to destruction. Mm-hmm. So yes, God has given you the opportunity. God has given you the ability, mm-hmm. but you also need to put in the work. So the plans that God has for you, that's a fact. God has given you already what you can do or what he has given unto you is just, that's the fact. But you also need to work out whatever that God has given unto you. So yeah, it goes both ways. First of all, it's God that has given it unto you, and for you to embrace it or for you to walk in it, you also need to work uh, according to the plans of God to fulfill it. To, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, I can't just pray and wish for something that I want without me like nah. working for it or studying for it. It's not possible. No. 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 Life is not easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> at all, bro. At all. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay no problem okay um i uh, just want to talk a little bit more about your teenage years um um you know as from uh i don't know yeah from when you were a kid then you went to two, like when you're in t uh in your teenage years uh as boys we go through a lot you know emotions and um and all i would say the chemical reaction that are working within us so mm-hmm. i would say what kind of attributes or characters that god may be removed in you when you were a teenager or like or built in you okay okay and uh, and, how, and how did he do that if you could if you can recall some uh, uh yeah some instances yeah yeah let, let me start with the one that he built in me and built in me um i would say i would say resilience mm. resilience and why would i say resilience because uh like in every area of my life whether it's, it was my career or education or my family or whatever uh when i got back down it was to basically to the faith that i got back up so 
you know, look, people can, you know, motivate you or people can tell you that, hey, come on, it will be better, you know, keep on going. Uh, of course, I heard that. And I, of course, I tried to do something with that. But it was more the word of God, the promises of God uh, that helped me to get back up. Okay. That gave me the strength to, hey, come on, man, you can you can do it. You need to move on because this is what God says. So, you know, because, because of my belief in the faith in the word of God, I, I told myself, hey, listen, just stand up and you need to go again. Even though when you fall back up, you need to go again. So that's something that really, uh, that's really an attribute of mine that, you know, that keeps me going. Okay. Uh, I would also say patience. Mm. Patience. Um, when it comes to think that, things that I want, uh, I'm really patient. So I don't force myself to get something or, I just wait and see if it comes. If it comes, good. If it doesn't come, fine. But okay. yeah, I, I, I'm I'm just patient. I'm just yeah. I think that's also an attribute of mine. And uh, I would also say optimistic optimism. So uh, you know, I, I I see things always. I look at things uh, positively. So even though things seem to be hard, I always try to find. Uh, the positive side of of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And now, what are the I would say yeah the characteristics or the yeah the attributes that maybe you were you were you needed to get rid of. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, how did you do that? If you have any, yeah, uh, if you want to share uh, with our audience, you know, maybe how. Yeah. Yeah, how to get rid of certain things that maybe they were not right for you. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I would say I would say resentment. Resentment. Yeah, resentment. And let me elaborate that resentment. Um, when I was when I was younger, for example, when someone would tell me something that I didn't like, or mm. someone would do something tells me that. Uh, yeah, well, I did like I would be angry inside of me. So I wouldn't tell that person that, hey, this is what you did. I didn't like that or what you did. You shouldn't have done that. I would just ignore that person without even saying something. So the, the next time, the next time I would see, the next time I meet that person, I would ignore that person. And that person would be like, ah, this guy, you know, Pache, what is, what is, what is wrong with this guy? Like, he's ignoring me for no reason. But not mm-hmm. knowing that the other day, that person, you know, offended me in some way or said something, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I didn't say anything. Uh, yeah. So I, I got rid of that. I got rid of that. I'm happy that I got, got rid of that. And how did I get rid of that? Um, okay. uh, definitely through prayer and through time, because um, it was not that Lord, I didn't pray like God take resentment from me, but I just pray that God help me to become matured. And I think that's also a, a form of maturity to to get rid of resentment because it's a bit childish, you know, to ignore ignore people. Uh, you just tell them like how you feel or you just tell them like what, what you did is, is not right or what you, I didn't like what you did, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was a bit of, uh, that was definitely childish. And I think just over time it, it developed. And I also thought about it, like what I'm doing, what am I doing, man? It's, 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 it's childish, you know? So 
is uh, through things is through prayer and also through you know uh, through time that I got rid of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let me go much more in detail. Um. So uh, why do you think you were resentful? Like, was it because of that you were shy or a quiet person? Like, why did you confront people straight away? If you if you can remember or have a clue about it. Um. I think I used to I used to uh, keep things for myself. I used to keep things for myself. Um, I can be shy at sometimes, though I'm 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 social, though I like to talk to people and stuff. But I can be shy sometimes, definitely when uh, when I used to be younger. Mm. But I think now uh, I know how to you know how to balance that. So. Uh, now I don't think I'm I'm having that form of resentment anymore, and uh, yeah, I think it was just maybe a form of yeah, I was being shy and uh, keeping things for myself. But as of now, like if there's something that bothers me, I would find it easier uh, to confront a person and tell that person like, "Hey, what you're doing? I don't like it, or what you did before. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that." Yeah. Yeah, so you made it to the end of the podcast. Wow, congrats to you. <laughs> and stay tuned for the second part of the interview with uh, Andy Okuku-Bernardino. And of course, you can always find us, uh, Men of Soft Sons, in all the socials. Uh, we are mainly active on Instagram, Twitter. And uh, if you see in the description, you can find also our email. If you have any queries or you have any questions regarding our guests, or you have any want to collaborate with us or propose yeah, any idea just email us or dm us on instagram at mos underscore bnb is bye from our end see you next week <laughs>